Hey everyone, I am Farah Kimji and you are listening to the Futura Talks podcast. I believe the future will be built by those who see opportunity where others see uncertainty. It will be built by people that don't look like the traditional leaders of our past, but by women and individuals from diverse backgrounds that see the world differently and who are driven to make it better for all. This podcast will feature these people, self-made leaders and entrepreneurs that defy odds and are motivated to build a better future. We will also share practical advice for how you can unlock your full potential as the leader of your own Futura. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone. So as promised, today's episode picks up from episode five, where I continue to unpack all that I have learned from the failures in my life. The lessons that have been an important part of my personal and professional journey. There have been so many things that I have learned along the way that I decided to make this a two-part episode so that I can give each lesson the airtime it deserves. In the first episode, I shared three lessons, which I will recap now. Number one, that failure is in the eye of the beholder and how we talk about our failures matters. We get to choose the meaning we want to attach to our life's events, and we need to choose that meaning wisely. Often, the failure is really just an opportunity for growth, not a failure. And if we can reframe our failures to learning, it is a powerful and positive way for us to grow from them. Number two, it's better to fail than to succeed 100% of the time. Most of the time, we learn way more from our failures than our successes. The failures help us to learn more about ourselves, our resilience, and our capacity for growth. Without the failure, we don't get the chance to know who we really are and what we are made of. Number three, it's better to have tried and failed than to have never tried at all. We often fear failing, so much so that we don't even try. But the reality is you will mostly regret all the things you didn't try, not the ones you did. Trying is where you discover who you really are and how you can best be of service to others. Okay, so that was a quick recap of part one on failure, but I encourage you to go back and listen to the full thing if you haven't already, because I go a lot more in depth to how I learned those lessons and how they have helped me to grow my business. All right, so today I wanna round out the lessons I've learned from my failures with four more that have really helped me to learn a lot about myself. So let's dive in. Lesson number one, failing to please others is not failure. It's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that we have to please everyone in order to be successful. However, this simply isn't true. Pleasing others is not a guarantee of success. I get it. We want to be liked and accepted. So we go out of our way to do things that we think will make other people happy. 
But sometimes, no matter how hard we try, we just can't seem to please everyone. And that's okay. There will always be people who are impossible to please, no matter what you do. But through it all, we must remind ourselves that failing to please others is not failure. It's just not possible to please everyone all the time. In fact, it's more than okay not to, it's necessary. If we spent our lives trying to please others, we would never get anything done. We would be too busy second guessing ourselves and wondering what other people want us to do rather than just trusting ourselves to know the answer. The problem with people pleasing is that when we try to please others, we often end up sacrificing our own needs and wants in the process. This can lead to resentment and bitterness, which can damage our relationships and make us feel like failures. On the other hand, when we focus on pleasing ourselves, we're more likely to be happy and fulfilled. And in turn, we'll show up better for the very people we are trying so hard to please in the first place. In my first year of business and even throughout my career, I was constantly trying to please others, to say yes to everyone and every opportunity that came my way because I wanted to be liked and I wanted to help everyone advance their ideas. This was to the point that my own business was not getting much traction. I was saying yes to everything and everyone because it felt like saying no would mean I was letting them down. But in the end, the only person that I was really letting down was myself, mainly because my own dreams and vision for my life was taking a back seat. I would spend so much time on opportunities, activities, and endeavors to advance other people's ideas that my own were completely neglected to the point that I wasn't even sure whose business I was running in that first year. That is until I reminded myself, I didn't start a business and leave the corporate world to build someone else's dream. I did it to build mine. That doesn't make me bad or selfish. It makes me brave, but more importantly, it allows me to show up and serve others in a capacity that only I am uniquely able to serve. I realized that pleasing myself first would allow me to please all the people who are in need of the gifts and services I have to offer. And if I am busy pleasing others first, I am denying the world of those gifts. This shift in thinking was the best way to reframe how I felt about saying no going forward. It helped me to also eliminate a lot of activities that weren't serving my business desires and goals. It's still a process I work through about not feeling guilt every time I have to say no. But now I know that I am doing so for a higher good, not just myself but for those that I am called to serve. Your business needs you to show up for it no matter what. And that starts with showing up for yourself first, filling your cup first. And even if that is at the cost of not pleasing someone else. So don't beat yourself up if you can't make everyone happy. Instead, focus on the people who appreciate you 
for who you are and not what you do for them. Focus on the people you can help the most by showing up as your highest self, which starts with pleasing you first. All right, lesson number two. Failed relationships can lead you to living more authentically. So I'm going to share something deeply personal here in the hopes that it may help others that have gone through or are also going through it. Today, I'm going to open up about what most would think is a big failure, and that is my divorce. I was married to someone I had been with for seven years. And then four years ago, I was not. To say the end of our relationship felt like a failure would be an understatement. To be honest though, the reason it felt extra heavy was not because I was unsure about whether we had made the right decision to separate, but because the word divorce is a heavy word. It elicits an auto reply of, I'm so sorry to hear that, or, I'm sorry you're going through that. It must be so hard. Or they start telling you why they thought your ex-partner wasn't a good guy or person for you. While all of that can be comforting to hear, for me, it really wasn't. You see, when I was honest with myself about that relationship, I didn't see it as a failure because it ended in us separating. I saw it as seven mostly beautiful years with a person that I had many happy memories with, a person that I grew from my late 20s into my 30s with, a person that I went through the thick and thin of things. And ultimately, as we continued on our paths as individuals, we started to grow apart. Our paths were no longer aligned and the future we imagined together was not the same. Does that mean the entire seven years was a failure or waste of time? Absolutely not. Those seven years and the years that have come after taught me so much about myself. I am so grateful for my ex and where others saw failure, I saw growth. Was it incredibly hard? Yes. Reminiscing about the good times, trips, and even our wedding, which so many people still talk about as it was a week-long extravaganza of events and celebrations that brought my closest family and friends together is something I will always and still do cherish. I don't think about the failure. I think about the amazing moments shared and the beautiful memories we made together. Was every day like this? Definitely not. A lot of tears were shed for a long time too, but there were never any regrets. Definitely some heartache, but all the while knowing this would be something I would come out stronger for. Remember, diamonds are made under pressure. The reality is not only did I come out okay, I learned a lot. One of the most important things that divorce taught me is how to be more self-aware. When a relationship ends, we learn what our deal breakers are, what our communication style is, and how we react under stress. We also learn more about what we need and want in a partner. This self-awareness is essential if we want to have successful future relationships. Failed relationships also teach us 
how to be better communicators and problem solvers. We learn how to fight fair, how to listen attentively, and how to compromise. These skills are essential for any long-term relationship. And sometimes the best way to learn them is through our failed ones. Anyone who's gone through a breakup knows that it can be a tough experience. After all, when you're used to sharing your life with someone, it can be hard to suddenly adjust to being on your own again. However, there is one silver lining to failed relationships. You often find yourself living more authentically. Why does this happen? One reason is that you become more aware of your own needs and wants. After spending time with someone who doesn't share your values or who isn't interested in your hobbies, you realize what is truly important to you. As a result, you start making choices that are more in line with who you are rather than what others want from you. Failed relationships also teach you how to set boundaries and stand up for yourself. After being in an unhealthy relationship, you learn how to better communicate your needs and expectations. And finally, going through a tough breakup can make you stronger and more resilient. You realize that you can survive heartache and come out the other side stronger than before. So while no one enjoys going through a failed relationship, there's no denying that they can lead to some valuable self-discovery. After a failed relationship, you're often forced to take a good, hard look at yourself and figure out what you really want out of life. This can be a tough process, but it's also an incredibly freeing one. Once you get to know what you want, you can start living your life more authentically. And that's when the real fun begins. The reality is I was married and now I'm not. And while it was one of the most difficult times in my life, who I am today would not be the same without that experience. And guess what? I like who I am today, a little more secure in my skin, a lot more in tune with my own needs and desires, and a better understanding of what I want from a future relationship. But more importantly, how I want to show up in that relationship. Overall, I am living a more authentic life, not the life I thought others wanted for me, not the cookie cutter life someone else designed for me or that I thought society expected of me, but one I am still discovering and designing for myself. So if you're feeling down about a failed relationship, just remember that you are on your path to living a more authentic life. All right. Lesson number three, you are not defined by your failures or your successes. We all have a tendency to view ourselves in terms of our successes and failures. We see ourselves as either winners or losers based on whether we achieve our goals or not. However, this is not an accurate or healthy way to view ourselves. Our failures do not define us. They are simply part of the human experience. Everyone makes mistakes and everyone experiences setbacks. What defines us is how we respond to these challenges. Do we give up or do we channel destiny's child and dust ourselves off and try again? The truth is 
Success and failure are both a part of life and they both play a role in shaping who we are. Our failures do not define us, but they can help us become better people. Likewise, our successes do not define us, but they can help us to make a positive impact on the world. What matters is how we learn from our failures and how we use our successes to help others. Do you learn from your mistakes and become a better person? Or do you let your failures define you and hold you back? The choice is up to you. So don't dwell on your failures or let them get you down. And don't get too caught up in your successes either. Just keep moving forward and tell your own unique story. I like to remind myself that if successes can be fleeting and failure really just is just learning as we have established by now, then we cannot and should not allow ourselves to be defined by either of them. You are not your worst mistake. It's interesting because if you're a person like myself that believes in prison reform and second chances and rehabilitation for people who have broken the law, but you're gonna sit there and call yourself a failure because you didn't pass a test or you think you will be defined by one of your failures going forward, then you are really being hard on yourself. We all fail. And for the most part, we get back up. So don't hold yourself to a standard that you don't hold others to. Give yourself the grace and in some cases, forgiveness you need to keep going. So I'm gonna get really vulnerable here and share something I haven't shared publicly before or to be honest with anyone outside of my closest circle of friends and family. But here goes. I was fired from the job I had before starting my company over three years ago now. It's something that really shocked me to my core. I had never been fired from anything. In fact, I was the one getting calls from recruiters on the daily. So I really struggled with the fact that my current employer didn't want me on their payroll anymore. I really thought this was going to be the end of my career and it would define me going forward and completely stain my professional career. What would I tell people? What does this mean about me and my abilities? All the questions, doubt and fear were flooding in. And then I was really lucky because I jumped on a call with two of my closest confidants my good friend and my sister to tell them what had happened. And both of them could not be happier for me. I was confused. Why were they beaming through the phone when I told them about me getting fired? But they both told me that this was the biggest blessing. This is because they both knew two things. I had not been happy in that job for most of the year that I was in it. And more importantly, they knew I had aspirations of being an entrepreneur. They knew I dreamed of starting and running my own business one day. And they saw this as the perfect opportunity to take some time and finally explore that before jumping into a corporate role. They knew it was unlikely that I would have left that job I was no longer happy in without having my next opportunity lined up already. And that the idea of starting a business was something I wanted to do someday, 
but that it was possible that the day would never come without having the time and space to actually formulate a plan and take it seriously. I remember that day so clearly. I was let go in the morning and by the evening, I was imagining what my life could look like if I decided to bet on myself and pursue the entrepreneurial path I had always dreamed of. What could have been one of the biggest failures of my life to that point became the greatest opportunity to build a life I could fall in love with. And guess what? My sister and friend were right. This was my chance to change my story. A chance that maybe would have never come if I hadn't been fired. Within a month, I had a business plan, a website, albeit basic, and business cards. And two weeks after that, I had my first client consulting real estate tech companies and helping them to get corporate clients and investment. And ever since the tap has been turned on, I haven't looked back. My business has evolved a lot in the past three years, and it took me some time to find my stride after so many years in corporate, but I can't imagine things differently. Being fired didn't define me. What I chose to do after did. And I'm not talking about having a successful business because success also doesn't define me. What does define me is knowing that I can now confidently say that I am a person that bets on myself, that invests in myself and takes action to design my own future, to make my own payroll that I know now know what it takes to do that and that I will make that choice all day, every day. It has taught me that sometimes the thing we think is our worst moment that will define who we are forever is just a turning point. And if you choose to keep betting on yourself, even amidst failure, you are always making the right choice. All right, let's move on to lesson four and our final lesson for today. Failure is a necessary ingredient for innovation. I absolutely love this one and need to recount an experience I had in the early days of starting my business in order to share it. One of the clients I consulted was starting an innovation hub within a traditionally corporate company structure. And I remember clearly what she said when we chatted, that she wanted this hub to have its own culture. She wanted it to be a place where failure was celebrated and that ideally that one in 100 things we tried would succeed, meaning 99 would fail. If we weren't failing, it was because our ideas were not bold enough and we were playing it too safe. I absolutely loved hearing this from her. It wasn't often that as a commercial real estate professional, we were taught to celebrate, embrace, and plan for failure. This complete paradigm shift I was experiencing was something I could get behind, especially as I was venturing down a non-conventional path myself. What I think was more important about her take and now my adopted take on innovation and failing was that it leaved so much room for creativity and out-of-the-box thinking. If we were allowed to fail, 
then we could try every crazy out there idea that came to our mind. We could workshop it. We could envision it. We could stretch our imagination and we could get super creative. Think about some of the most innovative companies you know. Do you think they got it right the first time? We often think of failure as something to be avoided at all costs. But the truth is, failure is essential for innovation. When we fail, we learn what doesn't work and we can use that knowledge to create something new and better. Thomas Edison famously said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Without failure, we would never progress. We would never try new things or take risks. Anyone who has ever tried to innovate knows that failure is an inevitable part of the process. You can have the best idea in the world, but if you're not willing to risk failure, you'll never bring that idea to life. This is because failure is essential for learning and growth. Every time we fail, we gain valuable experience and knowledge that we can use to improve our chances of success next time. Furthermore, failure helps us to identify and eliminate weak ideas so that we can focus on ones that have real potential. In other words, without failure, innovation would be impossible. Since I mostly work with entrepreneurs and startups that are constantly innovating, failure is just part of our DNA. In fact, the idea is to fail fast and fail forward and to keep moving until we can find the path that sticks. Reality is, even when you do find a path that sticks, the world is changing so quickly that a year from now, that idea or that process may not be relevant or could become redundant. Doesn't mean you failed. It means you tried something and now you will try the next thing. That to me is really what innovation is all about. Constantly finding a way to do things better and to reimagine processes and conventional ways of doing things. In my own business, I've tried hundreds of different ways to approach opportunities and problems in my business. Some have worked, some have not, but I don't see them as failures, but rather as a step towards finding the one that will be magic. So next time you experience a setback, remember that it's an essential part of the innovative process. Embrace your failures and use them to fuel your creativity. Now that I have covered those four lessons, I wanna talk about how we can start to reframe our failures as they are happening, because we've all been there before. We're about to take a risk, whether it's you know asking someone out on a date or applying for a new job, and suddenly we're paralyzed by the fear of failure. What if we're rejected? What if we make a fool of ourselves? What if we end up homeless and alone? Oh, okay, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you get the point. Failure can be scary, but here's the thing. The more we let fear hold us back, the less likely we are to achieve our goals. So instead of letting fear control our lives, we should stop fearing failure and instead be fearless. Of course, that's easier said than done, but it's important to remember that failure is only permanent if we let it be. Every time we fail, we have an opportunity to learn from our mistakes 
and come back stronger than before. So instead of dwelling on our failures, we should view them as stepping stones to success. And who knows, maybe taking a few risks will lead to some amazing experiences that we never would have had otherwise. So go out there and be fearless. When you're fearless, you're not afraid to fail because you know that even if you do fail, you'll learn from it and be better for it in the end. You're not afraid to take risks because you know that they often lead to the biggest rewards. And you're not afraid to put yourself out there because you know that's where the best opportunities lie. So if you want to achieve your biggest dreams, stop fearing failure and instead be fearless. Embrace the unknown and go after your goals with everything you've got. You might just be surprised at what you're able to achieve. I'd like to end off with a few quotes from some of the greats as it relates to failure. These are quotes that really resonate with me, and I hope they do so for you as well. First, from Ellen DeGeneres, when you take risks, you learn that there will be times when you succeed and there will be times when you fail and both are equally important. Michael Jordan, don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. Ariana Huffington, failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. And lastly, from Albert Einstein himself, a person who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. So on that note, go out today and try something new. And most of all, don't be afraid to fail. Embrace it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Futura Talks. I hope it has left you inspired and motivated to pursue your dreams, find your calling, and follow your heart in your life and business. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean so much to me if you would consider leaving a review and better yet, sharing this episode with someone who will be inspired to start building their own Futura. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next week.